This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I would have 43 cars out there if I could. I would have, I would own every car in the field if it was Have possible. your own series. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? There Dale, we go. Dale Jr. series. You're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your hosts, Regan Smith and Heath White. All right, welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, brought to you by Dale's Pale Ale. I am Heath White. On the couch, as always, is Regan Smith. We need a catchy jingle right there. Like, <laughs> like a song? Or yeah. I feel like to be a, a true radio show, we need a song. Well, first name work on that. He's our audio guy. But, Regan, you're a man of your word today. You know why? I, I do think I know why. Regan said he was going to get us a big guest. I, and I think we came through that. Now, we must preface this first by saying that this show has already been compared to the likes of Oprah, Diane Sawyer, 60 Minutes. This is a huge career-defining <laughs> show to come on. And our guest today, let's see, he's got 24 cup wins, two Bush Series championships. I say Bush Series because to me it's still the Bush Series when you want it. Two Daytona 500s, 12-time most popular driver. Do you feel like now that you're in the upfront studio, this is the pinnacle? That this this is what it has come to at this point? This is not, enough, not a lot of room in this studio. Not <laughs> enough for all of us. <laughs> well, welcome, Dale. We appreciate yeah. uh, appreciate coming in. It is early this morning, too. I was I was pleasantly surprised when you said 9 o'clock. I said, perfect. We're yeah. going to knock this out quick. And, yeah. And is it true that uh, perhaps you heard we drink beer in the studio and, and we said we'll just start I, early? You think I was nervous, so <laughs> I start early? <laughs> um, no, I just wanted some motivation today uh, to get my day going, and uh, this is the perfect thing. <laughs> this is your motivation <laughs> yep. to get the day going. Wow. Oh, the world's in trouble. This is what got me out of bed, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fired up, so it's going to be a good day. Well, perfect. Well, we appreciate having on. As, as everybody knows, Dell is the owner of Junior Motorsports, and uh, – as we highlight different aspects of the company, uh, what better way to do it than to bring the owner in and, and have a chat with them and let them see wh- how much fools we actually are when yeah. we're in here during the day. Yeah, look, look what they let us do. I know. <laughs> I've been looking forward to uh, to coming on and seeing how you guys are doing. Y'all have had uh, how many podcasts now? Y'all have gotten it's got to be our several. six, seven. No, yeah, it's, so you yeah, it's up there. Got several twelve now. Yeah, twelve. 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 Wow. You got several under your belt. He heard Tyler was on last week, and yeah. he said that now <laughs> it's okay to come sure, on. Yeah. I mean, Big Time was already on the show with us here, so it they got uh, all the bugs worked out. <laughs> well, let's not get too carried away here. It's it's awful early still. <laughs> well, I guess let's uh, let's start off. I know he's got a couple questions, man. We'll Sounds knock good. some of these out. You want me to start it off? Sure. All right. Let's hear well, what you got. We we gave you an extra week to prepare your did. interview skills. You set me this. up for that too. I and know, I, I will say it was my, beautiful. My interview skills are quite lacking, but we'll move on anyway. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we do a little bit of everything. We talk about uh, personalities. Talk about racing, and we've got a couple. We got a newcomer this week in Iowa. We got Ben Rhodes. Mm-hmm. So from an ownership standpoint, we just kind of wanted you to take us through the the process that. Um, you know, you give a lot of different guys opportunities. Talk about how that makes you feel, the satisfaction that you get giving these guys rides that they may not may not get otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's you get a lot of rewards out of uh, the ownership side of it, and they come all in different forms. Um, you get to work with Regan, who we became great friends with. I remember when me and him, uh, when he was running the Cup Series, and I was trying to talk him up or chit chat with him on the at driver's intro stage a few times about driving our car and uh so you you know you bit you got all these memories of how it all kind of came about and uh working with harvick uh is different 
then working with Regan and, and working with the younger guys is different working with those two. So, I mean, everything sort of has its own little reward in its own way. Uh, the thing about working with a guy like Ben is uh, he has uh, all this potential and you just want to sort of tap into it. Uh, when you put a kid like that with with a good crew chief and then good cars, you really get to see, uh, you know, see sort of a new side of them come out and see them start to really sort of blossom into the, the full package and learn, you know, you get to take them to the track and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to do things that frustrate you. But, um, you know, you're going to watch the races and go, oh, man, you know, why didn't you see that or, or understand that was getting ready to happen? But that's their that's their learning process. And that part of it is fun to watch them sort of stumble over them hurdles and then regroup and come back stronger. And uh when you take a, you know, when you when you get a guy like that and he goes out and he's successful and then he, you know, he goes on to the next level um, when he goes and gets hired by a cup team, that's really like the ultimate trophy for us. Pat yeah, back. exactly. Yeah. I mean, when when guys leave here to better jobs and better opportunities, that's really the win, the big win for us. I mean, we love winning races and trophies and championships and stuff like that, but to be able to uh, to give a guy an opportunity to to use this as a as a stepping stone and a and a and a, and a, and a springboard to something better is really what it's all about. Well, yeah, yeah it's got to be rewarding. And then yeah, you, you look at the list of guys that have come through here and and had that happen. Um, not only those guys though that are well documented, Brad, Eric, guys like that, um, Elmerola, but uh, you look at the other guys that have gotten chances to to hop in these cars and and whether it's a Josh Berry, a, a Wesley Boswell, guys that have worked within the company and, and as races pop up and, and come open. I think that's, the to me, one of the neatest parts about this place is that there's still opportunity for, for guys that maybe don't know if they're going to get that shot ever yeah. to get that shot. When races come available, you guys take and say, hey, let's let's fill this guy into this one here, and, and it works out. It fits good, and, and uh, yeah. there's not many places that, that do that anymore. Man, it's so, so hard i don't think people really understand because i you know you read uh i'm on twitter during the nationwide races or during the truck races and and you'll see a driver do something really good or a young kid do a good job and you might compliment him and everyone instantly goes well put him in your car <laughs> put him there's in only so, there's only 33 yeah. races a year yeah. put him in the junior motorsports ride <laughs> and you're like you know it money obviously is the deciding factor on any opportunity that anyone gets these days it just it that's the way it is like it or not um if we give a josh berry an opportunity to run in our nationwide car which we did last year or uh anyone else for that matter money is the deciding factor whether we get to do it Hey, we won i would i would have 43 cars out there if i could i would have i would own every car in the field if it was have possible. your own series, yeah, <laughs> why not? There we go. Dale Junior Series. I would own every car. It'll be on field. Twitter. It'll be on Twitter <laughs> Thursday. I'd put every <laughs> deserving driver in a car if I could. I mean, you know, you want to do those things, but it takes, you know, several hundred thousand dollars to go to one event, and that money is a, a challenge to find when you've got three, four teams, and uh, you know, we've got great partners and full. We got full cars this year which is a blessing for us but it's not you know i'd love to put joanna long in a car 
and see what she could do. I'd love to, you know, there's, you know, opportunities to do things with all kinds of drivers. And it's just, you know, the well, money. It's, limit. it's gotta, limited. Yeah, it's limited to finding the money, finding the dollars to be able to afford to do it. It's just not, we, you know, we just don't drive on down the road and do all this for, for free. I, I got to tell you something. If, if there was 43 teams in this shop, mm-hmm. I can look out there and see about 100 people that are going to be awfully nervous. Oh, yeah. Of how we're going to get 43 cars <laughs> to this track every week because that, uh, that could be a challenge. Then every time a wreck happens, you, you know it's your odds are yeah. not in your favor. Yeah. It's not be arguing with well. myself. <laughs> get your driver off the track. If it's not already nerve-wracking to have yeah. three, sometimes four cars on the track at one time and, and you know, we go to a place like Daytona or Talladega oh, yeah. and you uh-huh. can sweep all three of them up in one wreck and, and that's a big blow for, for any company. Yeah, yep. that is the that's probably the one weekend. That's the weekends where we probably hold our breath <laughs> the most is the plate tracks because, like you say, you, you're in a pack. All you know, we've done it before. We've taken three, four cars down to Daytona and wadded all four of them up, and that's that's probably a six hundred thousand dollar hit to the budget, which is a you know the, that's you know that's a, a high percentage of our budget. All in one race, gone. We look at the bright side, though. Occasionally, we get some nice yard pieces for the farm over there. That's true. That is true. That's yeah. why we put them. <laughs> we have to have something. There has you to can, be. You can still talk about them. Well, they're just. It's just like you can't walk away empty-handed. At least we get to put something in the woods, and we we can remember where all that money went. But yeah, and it's a story every time. Yeah. Every car, different story. Yeah. You know Sometimes we walk out of there with the trophy too. So what? Let me ask this: Is it more? And and you know, everybody talks to you about being a driver and what it's like in the car, things like that. Um, obviously, we're touching more on the ownership side today here because this is your company. Is it more nerve-wracking for you to be on the racetrack, leading a race, or, or running third, trying to get a win with 20 to go, or more more nerve-wracking to watch your cars come down to the wire and, and be you know in a heated battle, first, second, third, whatever it may be, trying to get a win? Probably more nervous driving, for sure. Really, uh, I would not. Have, I would have guessed as an owner, because yeah. when you're driving, you're in the moment typically, and you don't think as much about it. No, I do. Um, that's my problem. I sort of get ca- caught up in the moment, in the pressure that it, I feel, and is and and that I put on myself. Uh, man, you know, coming down to uh, the finish of Talladega, the one thing running through my mind is if I don't get if I don't get this done, you know, what? How am I gonna? What's it gonna look like? Well, how am I gonna answer to yeah. losing this race? Uh, you know, I'm leading at Talladega with ten to go, five to go. How am I gonna explain that I didn't, you know, not win this race when I'm in the perfect position to do it? So uh, when we're fighting for the win at the at the uh, nationwide uh, or Xfinity races, I'm so excited to even be in that position, <laughs> right? You know, as an yep. owner and all the things we had to do to get here and oh, to get our cars just competitive. It was so hard to get from like seventh, fifth. To first, right? It was yeah. so hard to be a fifth place car and then be a second place car, and it, it it's a big step it's to do that. So hard to get from fifth to second every week, and we're you know so if we're we're in a race and we're like, hell, we're actually you know we're in we position to win. Uh, you're already thrilled with that potential and that you know that becoming a realization that your your company is at that level. So, you know, you're just so proud to even have been in that conversation by the end of the day win or lose you're like man you know they knew we were here right and uh i guess i've been racing and driving cars so long that i'm over that part of it like yeah they knew i was here well kind of over that now it's like i gotta rack up wins i'm running out of time get that tally up there we gotta go yeah let's put some stats down uh the 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 xfinity team and junior motorsport still feels new you know we still feel like it's what eight 
nine years now? Yeah. I should know this. I don't know off well, the top of my head. But. Yeah, the first the first Bush race was 2005 yeah. at Homestead. I still yeah, feel okay. like we're, so. pro- we're trying to prove ourselves. I feel like we still have a lot to prove, and as a driver, I don't feel like I do. So that's the difference. I think uh, there's there's a video, and we showed it at the Christmas party last year. I don't oh, know yeah. if, if it ever got publicized on the Internet or anything like that. Probably for the better. Uh, well, <laughs> most of the Christmas party <laughs> stuff, most things that happen at the Christmas We're party, it is better. But uh, yeah. but the video that uh, that we did did see, um, for me even after being here, you know, two years at, at the time, yeah, that was, was eye opening. Yeah, they I, well they talk about actually putting that together. They did. They did it was it was it. a yeah. very good video. It's and very and good. maybe you know maybe after this now you got everybody wants to see it. it. Well, but for how me, for, how for me, have having been here and seeing. The foundation and how it was it built. Was sort and of for, let's, and so the let's explain. It was sort of like a mini documentary right. of the of junior motorsports from beginning to today, and uh, so fans kind of understand what you're talking about. Right. But it was, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm. It makes me proud to hear you say that. Coming from your perspective, it means a lot. I see it, and I'm biased because I was here from the start and sort of very proud of it. But. Uh, to hear that coming from your perspective, it shows it means a lot because, as a driver, you know, you're you know you're competitive for your ride and you're competitive to make your ride the best. And a lot of times, you know, you're sort of in a little battle with, you know, with the owner or the you know the owner and the driver sort of in, in right. a little bit of a battle to give me everything I need. I'm trying to give you everything you need. You but know? the owner's trying to keep the checkbook yeah, in check and everything right there. Yeah, we got this yeah. much to spend, but I need this to win and. <laughs> So it's re- for you to say that, say you know, means a lot. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see about getting that popped up there because it was, uh, and good. I think people would really appreciate it. I know everybody that was here that night appreciated oh, seeing great. it because yeah. there was a lot of guys. There was probably fifteen, twenty guys in the shop that were here from for that first yeah. car. Yeah. You know, from way back, and I think it was the was it the Navy car, the first car somewhere around there. Yeah, Navy Roughly. came. Navy came to us and said, where they were currently with the team and they were interested in going to a new team and uh, I don't even know that we had had I don't even know that there was a rumor out there that we were interested in be starting a team they came to us and said hey y'all want to start a team there you go it's <laughs> right. on the plate in front of you right. got to do it well we got point. two months to make you know two months to have a car ready and go to Daytona yeah it was it's crazy. A little stressful there. The, yeah. the video showed that, too, because it, it showed that you guys were just happy yeah. the car got today. Tony. Then it ran up front, and it ran good yeah. all day long. It's like, whoa, hey, where'd that come from? So yeah. definitely but, interesting. But like, like Dale touched on, it's it's such a, a bit of a roller coaster ride from the beginning. Yeah. And through the Brad days, we did so well in the Brad days. And then, and then we struggled after that, quite frankly. And it, it took us a while to get back. And like you said, it's a constant evolution to try to get back. You're never satisfied. You always want to get back there. Yeah. I think the – and the, the good part right now about Junior Motorsports is the demeanor in the shop. And I know you see it. I see it. Everybody here sees it. The, the mentality of anything other than a win is, is a disappointment. And, and we saw that at our company luncheon that, uh, you know, the, the guys were disappointed because we were – yeah, we've had the wins, we've had the top fives, but we want more. You know, we want to always up that bar, and, and that mentality throughout this company is what's going to continue to grow it and, and continue to take it to levels that who knows where it goes. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's a championship mentality, you know, in all sports. When you, you have that desire to n- never be satisfied and always be at the top, that's how that's how you get it done. There you go. Regan, there that's you how go. you do it. Well, definitely uh, definitely doesn't hurt anyways, Heath. Thank, you for, thank you for that enlightening. Oh. And, you know, a lot of people Moment. will say, we actually give Regan, we bust Regan a lot, but we give him a lot of credit for that Homestead win because that was huge. It really was. It was. It I mean, we were so excited. It was, you know, it was big. It was huge for him, 
But I was going to say, I needed that that <laughs> well, year. I was beat down that if year. He can, if he can compare that feeling that he had and what it did for him, that was exactly what it did for us. You know what I mean? And we I, were we were sort of in that same boat. Like, man, we got we're trying. We got to we got to get some traction. We're you know how we got we need something to propel us and and put us back on the map. And it think it was like we our careers both kind of aligned and perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know that was just a perfect night. Good timing. Good timing on every. We it did was. kill him. That was a fast race car. It I, I enjoyed fast. that one. So yeah. definitely didn't hurt to hurt, yeah. hurt to go into the off season with that momentum swing for the whole, you know, for everybody and, and build from there. And nothing like winning your first race for the company, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything after that kind yeah. of a little tougher. You, you know, set the bar you set the bar at the top, <laughs> and you don't have uh, you don't have far to go from there. Like you're like, all right, now what do I do here? What's next? So. But we got we got Casey in the truck this weekend too, Dale. So we got a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, let's the truck. That's a, a new venture this year. Uh, Cole Custer, obviously, Martinsville had a phenomenal crazy. debut. Yeah. Excited to see him back, and I think Dover's his next yep. race, and and uh, you know that's a, a whole new branch this year. Got the late models, obviously, but uh, the the truck stuff's interesting. How that all came about? Yeah, the trucks is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we're getting opportunity to work with uh, with Cole is going to be cool because I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, he's fun to watch, especially on restarts. He's very tenacious and goes right after it. He doesn't really have, uh, you know, any kind of filter, you know, <laughs> when he when he's out there racing. So, um, and that's that's that raw rawness is 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 fun to watch. So, it shows he shows speed and and ability, and he you can tell when he's in there thinking and making choices. He's just not kind of a bull in a china shop, but um, he's aggressive. And I think that's going to uh, – I told him after that race that I thought he – when he got he got kind of used up a little bit as much as he was using other guys up in that race. And when he got out, he said, man, that was good racing, and, and they, they moved me, I moved them. I, I liked the attitude after. I, I told him that. that was good. I yeah. said that. I said you showed everybody you can take it as well as you can dish it out. Right. His, his interview post-race where he basically said, well, you know what, yeah, got spun, but – Yep. I did the same thing right. to them, so I knew it was probably coming back if I didn't get away from yep. them. That he was didn't get out perfect. and complain or stomp his foot. Uh, so that was that showed me a lot about his character at a young age, and I think that just will only get better as he matures into a man. And uh, Looking forward to working with him. We get opportunity also, like you say, to work with Casey. I think Kevin might be op- uh, looking to drive the truck, and uh, I want to get into it uh, eventually. I'd like to run Martinsville next year, so we'll see how that works out. But Maybe they'll let you take your S10 out there. You think they'll do that? <laughs> yeah. Might not fit the templates, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know about it's that. It's worth a try. You know? a pace truck. We'll start a whole <laughs> new series, S10 series. There you go. It's got, But it has to be like model yeah. year 90 or, le- or, it or has earlier. To, yeah. We'll do 86 to 90, Perfect. 91. I don't think you got to worry about splitters and valence being on the ground with that year model, so it'll be okay. Yeah. What, let, let me ask a question here. So, and, and I'm I'm asking this, I kind of know the answer. Obviously, your time is is very limited, right? But day to day operations, the thing that's amazed me is how much you know that actually takes place in this shop and and what's going on. And and I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you figure all that stuff out. I, I know, for example. As as we pick crew chiefs, do things like that. You were very instrumental on on Greg coming to the car, the seven car, a couple of years back. Very instrumental on Jason Burdett being a part of our team this year, and and a lot of the people throughout this place. So how what's that been like getting to to pick people, find people? Because it's not just drivers. It's it's yeah. crew chiefs, it's engineers, it's everything. Yeah, I think the uh, we have an alliance and and uh, um, with HMS. Rick is a part owner from you know when we when I started working for him, me and him sort of bridged our 
uh, nationwide teams together and became partners here at Junior Motorsports. Um, so he's, you know, he's always sort of had a vested interest in this company, but he's, you know, you know, his focus is obviously his dealerships and, and his cup teams. But uh, we've always wanted to, I think the one thing that we strive to do to be able to help us be successful was build an alliance with HMS to where we were in as much as an asset to them as they were to us because obviously they were going to help us by um, helping us with engineering support, building our race cars and motors. We needed, you know, we needed them to to look at us as having that same importance to them as they were to us. So yep. what ended up happening was we we sort of got into a habit of sort of cycling people down into this company to grow them, give them opportunity to crew chief, car chief, to be able to put them back into the HMS environment. And this was just another part of their path, you know, to, to wherever they wanted to go. And I think that um, Doug Ducard and, and Rick and those guys have seen those opportunities here for those for their guys that they want to groom, and they've taken those opportunities. We've got, all, you know, most of the crew chiefs here are guys where they see as real, you know, potential cup crew chief candidates for their cars down the road. Um, you know, we've we've ran engineers in and out of here to groom them and and for bigger and better jobs in, on the cup side. So. It's starting to, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, it started, you know, we've done it with drivers too, with Chase. So uh, it's starting to be a, a, a place where Hendrick can sort of farm guys like a, like a farm team or, um, you know, a college level team where they can, they can pluck guys up and pull them up and, and recruit them. Um, and they see that, they see the worth in that and the value in that and their, their interest in this company's success has grown. So uh, that's really been good. That's make that makes me really proud that we have become an asset and and important to them as much as they've always been that way to us. Right, right. So that's been a prime a prime case example. Being Greg, you know, he, exactly. he comes here, crew chiefs for a couple of years, and now I, I guarantee you didn't ever have it envisioned when he came here that he'd be on the '88 car three years down the road. And, yep. and now look at him go. You know? Exactly. But the, you know, and there there's a lot of guys that have there's a lot of guys with Greg's story. Uh, that are working at HMS now that have came through here. Um, this is an opportunity also for them to 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 try out and test out uh, over the wall guys on pit crews. That you know the Cup teams now have a, a first string, a second string. They got backup crew, you know backup crews that need time, that need that time in the middle of a race in that environment. You know you can practice all day long, but you you know to be able to jump over the wall and race environment is is valuable experience, and so they can get that in our in our races, helping right. us crew our cars. So I mean it's just really been a blessing to work with Hendrick and for them to utilize our company and and use it uh, as a tool for them. That's perfect. Yeah, certainly a two-way street. And that's the way we like it. Um, and and for us internally, there's nothing like you said. Seeing those drivers move on, we get we we love that. And the same thing with Greg. Like I remember Greg's first day here. You know, working with Regan, and now here he is winning cup races with Dale. Keith, do you even remember your own first day here? Uh, I do because it was the day after the Patriots Giants Super Bowl oh, when it was the helmet catch. You remember oh, that? Yeah. yeah. Never forget that. So <laughs> everything relates back to football. For Usually, Keith is what we're learning. Okay. Yeah, no matter what, some <laughs> Come on, everyone likes football around here. You know that. 
it is it is a friendly competition around this place when it comes to football. There's definitely some of that. Mm -hmm. So, well, cool. Well, uh, what else you got? You got anything else? I, I'm I'm good. I just wanted to. Uh, you got any more questions for Dale? Because I got like two more. Has Regan even asked a question yet? I, I think you. Well, he's been asking your questions. He's I believe. it on me. I, this was what I was wondering about. I was thinking I'm coming on the Regan's <laughs> podcast. Is he literally like during the week? You know, doing a little background check, you maybe checking out Wikipedia, <laughs> thinking about some things. I had notes right here. Look at your stats. They're on this little sheet of paper right here. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's my handwriting. Just <laughs> asking something he you should never get asked. You should know me well enough by now to know that I'm not sitting there putting notes down and, and coming up with this stuff. We, I lean on Heath on all this I as d- much I d- as I bust on him. I, I, was do, I do lean him on him. earlier, and I said, hey, we're going to have some notes just in case, you know, you know questions. Yeah, you haven't mentioned that we got to play. We had we. Uh, got to play a regular season game this year in our Madden League. You know, tell have you told everybody about our Madden League? Well, uh, we have not talked about it. We touched on it this is like a couple a, times. But this is a huge focal point in your in your life right now. Your Madden <laughs> League. You're playing games. <laughs> I this had is a, something. I had a kid. <laughs> I had the baby <laughs> last night, and kid. I had to play my game. And <laughs> Megan, here, take the baby. Yeah. I got to play Madden. Yeah. <laughs> Who's better? Is this is probably the number one hobby. We don't know. We're going to find we're out. We're getting ready to find out this year. We, we have, have been not played. So in the Madden League, we go through different seasons. I yeah. think we're on 2017 right yeah. now. And the Redskins and Broncos have not played yet. Now, I can tell you that the 2017 season is the perfect season for the Broncos to match up with the Redskins because I've got those guys tuned up. They're he playing is, hard. He is playing un, unusually well. <laughs> He's beating guys. We can't confirm or deny that somebody else is playing the games for me potentially, but that's that's and to be seen. When you do these dynasty leagues, you, you do like a fantasy draft, everything kind of rolls over. How does that work? So your quarterback's no. not RG3. Yes. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought you benched him. Well, I benched you him for a new them. rookie. Heartless. <laughs> he benched him for a new rookie. He went yeah. heartless on him. Well, man, it's it's mad. I got to win. <laughs> I got this. I, I auto-drafted, and it got me this first-round rookie who's this beast, and I can't just see him on the bench, man. You got to win. Got to get him out there. We'll, we'll have to see if Von Miller can get in there and knock him out uh, out of the uh, the rest of the season. Then then well, RG three can come yeah, back. Yeah, RG three is ready. He's he's sitting there, warmed uh, up, tuned yeah, up, ready, ready to go. Moment. I feel like RG three would be better in the video game than in real he life. Is. is that true? Yeah, he's oh, like okay. a ninety one speed. I mean, it's ridiculous for a quarterback. Get outside <laughs> the pocket. The you just scramble with him and yeah. run I with him up and down the field. Let him get on the field. I mean, he probably will get on the field more as a running back than he is a quarterback for you. Well, I got Dre Archer in a draft from the or in a trade from the Steelers. He's like 99 speed, 99 acceleration, and I've I've beefed him up over the couple years. You got to deal with that. You haven't had a taste of Dre Archer yet. I I have not had that, and I've watched a couple. Very frustrated. We actually stream these games to the members of the league so they can watch them, so I can do a little play action. Well, and, uh, I got pretty good cornerbacks and safeties that can take care of that. So well, not if you they're not they, if you play zone every play, it's gonna be trouble. Well, so I'm just telling you, well, like everybody else, zone. Everybody's cover three, cover three. The, the beauty is with that Twitch, I can go back through and watch all your games. I don't. It's Twitch TV. I'm not archiving archive my games. Well, that's a problem then. That's a four game suspension. You might not even be playing whenever no, uh, whenever uh, we get get up to our game. I just haven't got. You know, I could just use the excuse that I haven't got Twitch figured out yet. Commissioner TJ is going to drop the hammer on oh you. Yeah, he's TJ he's dropped the hammer a couple this times is, this yeah, year. This is how serious our league is. Commissioner <laughs> TJ Majors will penalize you four games if you don't Twitch your game, which means broadcast <laughs> to on, for on everybody Fox. to see. Yeah, yeah. you got to broadcast your game and archive it so they can watch it later if they want. And if you don't, you're suspended. Isn't that ridiculous? So like and the home team's responsible for the broadcast. So it's like yeah, I mean, TJ Goodell, is that his name? I can tell you I have yet to <laughs> Twitch one game because I haven't even downloaded it. I, yeah. I'm technologically, this is, technologically so he's impaired. Just a, he's, a, just a, he's just a paper cardboard commission. 
Well, PK's not even this. enforcing the rules. You feel pressure driving, you said. You feel pressure on yourself driving. What's you feel pressure in Madden? If Regan's up by by a touchdown and there's less than two minutes to go and you're marching down the field, you feel pressure. Well, there's no pressure then. There's anger. Then a remote or a, a yeah. Xbox controller is probably getting broke at yeah. some point. We we have helped Xbox stock go up greatly yeah. by controllers getting so broken. Every one of us is in Best Buy at least once a day <laughs> buying a new controller. You need like a stack of them in the closet just to pull yeah. the next one out. Well, well no, then got, we would really be tearing them up. It, because then you know they're there. Yeah. Then you know you can just hook another one up and go. But, uh, and that gets expensive quick. Hey, I see, and not to change subjects here, but I see the door is shut. We're going to cut all uh, this because this, nobody's interested. Oh, in no, they love it. They'll okay. love this stuff. Don't you worry. <laughs> it, it, I, the whole point of this show is to talk about stuff that's off the cusp. So well, it works out well I think well everybody way. just shut, turned off. I think everybody just turned The mute button went, got hit yeah, on the radio. We went to Madden and talked to TJ for sure. That ran off a bunch of people. <laughs> I see uh, we had to shut the door to the uh, just outside the studio here. And I saw a little brown speck running around Gus, out there going yeah. nuts. It, it must oh, have been Gus. Yeah. How's, uh, how's things going with Gus there? He's good. I uh, got a new Irish setter. He's about four months old. Um, he's actually starting to get the hang of things and understand what's right and wrong. Um, he knows where the bathroom is now, though. He start, yeah, I mean, I haven't found any big piles in the, in the house <laughs> in the last several weeks. So he, he's been going out. Understanding that that's his place to go use the bathroom. If if you're anything like me, when you find a pile, you <laughs> just take a piece of newspaper, cover it up, and and say, uh, for me, I said, Megan, there's, yeah, there's something over here. This morning he was chewing on a. We got hardwood floor in the bedroom. He chews on the hardwood floor. I don't even know why. I mean, it's not. It's smooth. Yeah. How, how is that? I don't know how he does it, but it's. I mean, it's not like we got jagged boards <laughs> sticking up. He chews on the flat, smooth hardwood floor. <laughs> And then he goes into the live or the he goes. I heard him. He went into the closet, which has got carpet, and I hear him in there pulling the carpet up. So oh, the car- that'll make you cringe when you hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get the scissors out, trim some of them loose fibers. He's broken three. He so is wild. I know the the, the couple times I've been we've around, got him, he kid has gates. some energy. Yeah, we got kid gates. Uh, probably about five kid gates in the house because these are areas you don't poop in. <laughs> so, all right, we gotta get a new. We got more. We got new poop pile. Got to get another kid gate for this area. Well, I know where to borrow something. Yeah, so yeah, as our certainly. kid gets bigger, I can come over because Gus will it throw out, out, out at some yeah, point. We're yeah. going to have about six kid gates to. to well, to don't don't throw out. those away. I'll I need them yeah. plenty soon enough. So, what and we're not getting the cheap models now. We can't have those. Amy's got to have the nice hard. Well, they uh, knocked mahogany, the cheap ones over anyway. The mahogany uh, with the remote control opening door kid gate. Remote control just, kid gate. I okay, I blew it out of proportion <laughs> slightly. I was getting excited. I'm like, holy cow! I can. Yeah, so if I think that he needs to go into this section that day, I yeah. can open it up. It's almost like you know, just herding cattle out or there. For almost. Yourself. You can just carry the sensor on, and when you get near it, it opens up. Automatically oh. swings Instead open. Instead of stepping over it and yep. like falling all the time. We might. We might need to patent smart. this possibly here. I don't. I'm sure there might be one out there already, but that could be a that could be a good little uh, good little find. Yeah. Front gate. Yeah. Gus's so. first trip here to Junior Motorsports when he brought him, he, he took a dump upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I've had him like a week, and I brought him here, and I'm, uh, he bought. We walked into the office hallway. <laughs> all the girl, I mean, it's immediately, man. All the girls are like, "Ooh, look at this Puppy guy!" Brad. And he yeah. just squatted right there and <laughs> yeah, laid her out. Scared him. Right scared in front of all of them. Yeah. And they were like, okay, not so awesome. <laughs> I was I was going to ask whose <laughs> office he did it in because then that could be telltale sign too. Like that's true. It sounds like it right was the hallway. The hall. Well. Got the, was it the marketing department or where it was, was it? It was the licensing side, yeah. I licensing. wasn't even uh-huh. embarrassed, you know. I mean, it's, it's like, you know. It happens. Hey, when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. Uh, he like just hey. doesn't know where he can go. That's my guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm me and him. 
perfect. No matter what he does. All right, we're going to we're going to wrap this up here. I know Dale's got a busy schedule today. I did want to give you the opportunity cuz I know you're a student of NASCAR history and we very much admire that. So We've got two more questions for you here, okay. and this is like we've talked about Back to the Future before, and Regan usually doesn't know what Back to the Future I've is. Never seen never yeah, seen I've it. never seen Back to the so, Future. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Given you. Are you kidding me? Uh, what is wrong with you? I've already gotten hammered on this. I've seen Star Wars. I told him I've seen that. That doesn't I, make it right. You're a child of the 80s. <laughs> it's like part of the process. I just never – I was just young enough to where I couldn't relate to it at the time. Oh, I was, real. I was still into trans. You know Star Wars came out way before – uh, back to the Future. So well, this, that's why I figured this I'd too young to relate to it. But I could get a little, a little credibility through Star Wars. And we actually cut that part out last time, but we learned his favorite Star Wars character is, in fact, Chewbacca. Oh, Chewbacca's great. You I cut that out? My ringtone, Chewbacca? I cut that oh, out. Oh, that's disappointing. But, yeah, let's, let's get see. back on topic here. Dale. I'm, I like Yoda. Yoda is pretty yeah. good. He's very wise. He's I like yeah, wise. He hugs. I like how he talks backwards. That's my favorite thing about him. I, I don't think I'd be able to do that. Yoda's like I have trouble talking forwards, much less yeah. backwards. Yeah. I, you have to like listen and like think, think about, about what, what he's actually he said, saying. Yeah. You're like, okay, well that kind of makes sense, but yeah, yeah he's the, he's the wise <laughs> one. So basically, Dale's a deep thinker is what he's telling us. So you would be the Yoda of this group right now. I would Man, definitely I be the Chewbacca. What would you be? Oh, it's tough. I can't be Boba Fett. Oh, what? I don't even know who that is. Boba I don't Fett, either. He's the bounty hunter that took Han Solo and the Carbonite. First name, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, you remember he had the mask and Solo. Han's kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think he'd probably look more like a Princess Leia myself, but I can't pull the buns off. I can't. Is that do it? it? I don't know. I don't you know. got these earphones on <laughs> right now. Doing a pretty <laughs> good job. Yeah. Anyway, Dale. <laughs> now I've got this thing in my head where I'll look like Princess Leia. It's <laughs> 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 ridiculous. At least you're not wearing like a white. Next bro. week we're gonna have earpieces in the studio <laughs> instead of earphones. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> See how easily we get off topic. We bring people. We're pretty in good here. at that. Yeah, yeah, we're really good at that. So now we're on Star Wars. Back to my original question. Dale, I'm giving you a time machine. Yes. You can race in any era in NASCAR. When is it? I would want to run the 79 Daytona 500. Uh, so it'd probably be, I, if I could go back, it'd be like anywhere from like 77 to 1980. I'd run 77 through the 80 season. That'd be great. I think those those big old, uh, you know, Monte Carlos and Oldsmobiles and Lagunas, those were really, uh, I, I'm, I have, that's, when I t when I I sold all my hot rod hot rods yeah and now my hot rods that I have are like the '76 Laguna and the '77 Oldsmobile Cutlass. So when people say, "Man, what's your hot rod?" That's it. I'm like, "Hey, man, it's a '77." <laughs> and you were driving those as a daily driver for yes, a little while. I, I mean, still was, drive them. It was I out got, there I all the time the, in the parking lot. Yeah, the Laguna's awesome, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would love to. '77 to '80. Yeah, there it is. Man, you know, they went to the smaller cars in 81, and they were a handful, and I probably wouldn't want to put up with that, but um, trying to work out the bugs of those things, they pre pretty much all hated them when they got to Daytona. But in 80, 80, 79, 80, that was such a great year. Obviously, Dad well, was racing. And yeah. you watch the I know you watch a lot of the old-school videos in the basement, stuff like that. You got them on a, on a server so you can see them all, and, and yeah. some of those races are still – just as entertaining as they oh, can get yeah. to this day. You sit down there like, wow, them guys are really, they're up on it. They're doing yeah. it. The steering wheel is about <laughs> probably four times as big as and the that, wheel that yeah, we use they now. Had, and that, and they had probably 16, 18 to one boxes. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? They were, they were they working. Were cranking on them things. They, they might as well have a suicide knob on there to get through the corner, just start cranking all the way around. Okay, last one for you. I'm giving you the opportunity to assemble your A team, your all-star team of NASCAR greats. You get three drivers. All time. Three? Three. Oh. Who easy. are your three? Yeah, this is easy. Dad and Jimmy Johnson, and it, I'd probably 
put Kale Yarbrough in there over the King. I like, you know, the King's got a lot of statistics and wins and, and did a lot of awesome stuff. But uh, he, as far as that goes, he would probably be the third. But I was a real big Kale Yarbrough fan uh, in the 80s. And um, so, and I've talked to him, met him. He's a, I'm just a big fan of his. So he'd be a cool guy. I'd like to do, I'd like him to be on my team just so I get to hang out with him. Cal, Cal still looks to this day like he could hop in a car and go. He does. It, which is impressive. I don't know how old he is now. He's got to be pushing he, and 75. And I bet he could. Oh, like, I guarantee I bet, he could. Yeah. I, yeah, I bet absolutely. he could get everything out of a car that we could. He just looks, though. He's got yeah. that look like yeah. I could get in here and I he, could. He still he looks played. like a fighter, too. Yeah. He does I look like a fighter. Know. I would not want to piss him off. He played football in college. I mean, he was he was a short but stocky dude and pretty tough. Those guys wheeling it on those bench seats back in the day. That's pretty cool. Bouncing up and down. Oh, yeah, wait. the seats had springs in them. Well, you know, they basically didn't, right want hurt their, didn't want to hurt their back. I, I mean. think they pulled them out of a Chevy van and just put like a side on the on the right side to keep you from falling out of it. I look at that stuff now. I watch yeah, some of those amazing. tapes, and we've watched some of those tapes, and and I just think, man, how how did they do that? You know, because we think of how our seats are, how our cars are, things like that, and and those guys were they were doing some interesting yeah. stuff back then to say the least. So I know I have to remind myself when we start complaining about our cars or man, this car, this. Get rid of this splitter. This splitter is terrible. What? Let's put the valence back on there. Or, or when we had the wing on the CO2, that's terrible. Get rid of that. And you know, but if you watch them old videos and look at those cars, you probably wouldn't want to drive them. No, you know, no. If they lo- it looks fun and the, and the history and the, just the, the nostalgia of it. But I bet they were not a lot of fun to drive. It was. Uh, it looks like it was difficult. Yeah, I bet I mean, ours. And it's like, not easy now by any means. No, but, but. I bet ours are. Much more fun to drive than theirs. I think, and I think that comes with time. So we're going to look ten years down the road and say, "Man, that car was way tough to drive ten years forward from now compared to then." I think that all all comes and goes. So, well, Dale, we appreciate. I know, uh, as Heath said, you got a busy schedule, and and definitely appreciate you making time, especially All Star Week. uh, Get to go out there and and do a little short, uh, a little shorter race than normal this weekend on Saturday. Uh, Any any insight on that race? Feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm actually, you know, everywhere we've been this year, uh, I get excited because we we get to take what we had last year, which worked pretty good, and we add Greg's new ideas to it. So every week's like kind of open up a new pack, new package, you know, and seeing what Greg's going to add to what we it's already like have. Christmas. It yeah. is like Christmas morning, <laughs> yep. first lap on the track. It is, and he he and the 48 had so much success over the years at Charlotte, and I've been looking for this little extra that I've been missing there. To, to get to where we can win some races, and maybe Greg knows what it is. Well, there we go. Right. First hand right there. Guy. This could be the weekend at Charlotte. So, well, we appreciate you coming Thank on the show, you. and uh, definitely appreciate everything you do for this whole company, yes. all of us that are here, and, and get to get to be a part of it and get to see it as it's grown and, yeah. and grown into what it is. It uh, uh, means a lot to all of us. I appreciate it, man. we got a lot of great people working here, and they make it happen. All right, Regan, so that kind of brings us to Iowa, um, heading out to, uh, I don't know, Iowa's the Hawkeye State? The heading Hawkeye out, State. Heading out to the Hawkeye State. Also the home of band Slipknot. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't, but you would because you are the hard rock guy. Right I do now. listen to some hard rock, yeah. But we've got – you're going to be out there. Chase is, is actually – Chase is pulling double duty. We'll touch on that in a second. And then we've got uh, newcomer and rookie Ben Rhodes running the uh, number 88 Alpha car. Big shoes to fill. That car's been running really well. It's been a strong car, day. strong team, and, and, you know, I think a good situation for a rookie driver to hop into – um, into that car and, and excited to see what Ben can do. I, I know we've all kind of followed him at different levels of, of different series as, as he's been coming up through, I think, K&S cha- K&N champion last year. So, uh, year. Yep. yeah, a lot, lot going on for Ben. It's a big weekend for him. We'll, we'll have him on the show soon enough. I think uh, we got him mapped for a few more weeks down the road here to, to chat with us. 
And the, the good thing about Ben, I mean, he's been very active in terms of, um, you know, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. So right. in his mind, he's been at the track. He's been with the team guys through weeks he wasn't even driving. He'll go there. He'll talk to Harvick. He'll talk to Dale. He'll talk to you. He's He's been very involved with his team. So, uh, you know, it should be relatively seamless for him in terms of, you know, he knows the people. He knows the faces. He knows the communication. Uh, all he's got to worry about is the car on the racetrack and, and doing what he has to do to be fast. So I think, uh, you know, we'll – Promising, promising weekend for him should be. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing how that goes. And we've got uh, Chase actually has a very interesting weekend because this is Chase's schedule this week. He's going to run the uh, Sprint Showdown race on Friday, yep. so he's not going to be in Iowa on Friday. He's going to run that if he wins one of those. Which two we don't do anything at Iowa on Friday, right, so he's you guys okay go there on Friday. Yep. Uh, but if he wins one of those two twenty-lap segments on Friday, he'll advance to the All Star. Yep. So that would mean he's going to get on a plane, fly to Iowa Saturday morning or Friday night. I'm not sure which it is. Practice two times. You got two practices on Saturday, and then if he's in the All Star, he's going to fly back, leaving Josh Berry, late model driver, to, to qualify, qualify the, the nine. And Josh has laps at Iowa, so not yeah. a huge deal for him. I'm sure they'll try and get him a couple laps of, in practice in case that does happen. And uh, you know, he he ran well at Iowa when he was there uh, when he was there last year. Yeah. So uh, I think he good. Finished, might have finished twelfth. Yeah, I think the the biggest fan Chase Elliott's going to have on Friday night. Will be Josh Berry <laughs> pulling from him for him from Iowa yeah. to to hold you know to win his way in or do whatever he has to do so that that Josh gets to qualify the car. Yeah, and then uh, you know in the event he he didn't quali or didn't win that race on Friday, Chase um, he he wouldn't even have to worry about this. But it could be a potentially a very busy weekend for Chase, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Now you, on the other hand, you've got some cool colors this week. We do, we do. We're going to be Napa uh, synthetic car. We're going to be sporting the the blue and I guess kind of gray, it's silver, whatever yellow, you want to yeah, call it. Uh, Napa synthetic colors. The car looks great. I saw it out there uh, last week, and and uh, the backup car still sitting here right now. So uh, excited about that, and you know, like going to Iowa. It's yeah. it's the first standalone race of the year uh, for the Xfinity series. So uh, definitely an opportunity to to make make some gains in points, lose some points. Uh, you know, I think everybody's going to kind of highlight that as we uh, as we get ready to run, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll do our best to be the ones uh, ones up front. And it's been good to you. Uh, three top ten finishes and four starts. I know you hate stats. I absolutely hate stats. You bet. More how about than this? anything, you've run well there. We have run well there, and uh, and I like the racetrack. It, it was challenging the first time I went there. It was a little bit of a challenge for me to kind of figure out the lines and the banking and and what the track wants you to do because it does have a lot of character to it. It's bumpy. Um, you know, you say, oh, it looks like a Richmond. It drives completely different yeah. than a Richmond. It does have some of those characteristics, but you come off a of turn two, and, and you're almost driving uphill, and the car actually kind of launches onto the back straightaway when the straightaway, when you get to where your steering wheel's straight, and you go downhill onto the straightaway. Three and four is really flat. Um, you know, you can you can overdrive all the corners there very easily. The cars want to be loose in. It's, it's tough to pass guys on the inside because as they get on your door, uh, you know, that right rear just wants to step out. I was watching some race tape the other day and, and got reminded of that with a couple situations. So, uh, you know, look forward to going there and, and always a great crowd in Iowa. Yes. It's always exciting to see that many fans that are that are pumped up for NASCAR. Yeah, that place, uh, it's one of those places we go. We know we're going to have a good fan turnout. So we love. Are you going this weekend? Here? We love to see that. No, I'm not. I'm on truck duty again. I, I know. I was kind of a rhetorical You're question. You're trying to set yeah. me up again? Heath's doing truck duty because he can stay in his own bed since trucks are in Charlotte Friday. So That's that's a good point. Heath has this whole thing mapped out and planned out perfectly. I am doing what's best for this company. <laughs> and for you at the same time. <laughs> but back to Iowa, everyone. That race is actually, uh, keep in mind, that that's going to be a Sunday race this week. So it's a little bit different for us. It's going to be uh, this Sunday on Fox Sports 1. It's going to carry that broadcast at, uh, broadcast at 2 o'clock Eastern time. So, 
that's one you're not going to want to miss because it's I'm, it's always a good one. Not too many cup drivers in that race, so it's, it's always always one to watch. So does this mean we get to do hot laps now? It's hot lap time. K one hot laps. It's hot lap K1 time. K one speed hot lap. Hot laps presented by K one Speed. K one Speed is America's premier indoor go kart racing center with twenty seven locations nationwide. There's bound to be one near you. Visit K one Speed dot com to find a location near you. <laughs> All right. So first name starting us off today. I really don't know what I'm going to talk about, so I'm glad I'm not going first. All right, so I guess that's time start, for me to go first. Start the clock. Okay. I guess every year there's people bid on things, the Olympics, Super Bowl, stuff like that. Well, Charlotte, North Carolina, right down the road, has entered a bid for the 2017 College Football Championship. That's all you've seen. I don't think there's any way to get it. But I think a good possibility they could get a semifinal, which would be a big move. And I know the Charlotte Sports Foundation has been interested in – <laughs> we're gonna need to keep he psyched me out. Regan psyched me out on that one. Right. Up. What I want to talk about is the word "hopefully." I watched the races over this weekend. Every driver, every crew chief says, "Hopefully, we're gonna have a good day. Hopefully, we're gonna go out there and do this. Hopefully, we're gonna do that." I am so sick of the word "hopefully." I can't stand it. I'm gonna make it my point to never say that word in an interview ever again. I know I'm gonna slip up and say it occasionally, but have a little confidence. We're going to go out and win today. We're going to go out and, and be up front. We're going to go do our jobs. Not hopefully. Hopefully aggravates the hell out of me. That's it. Time up. I don't need the whole 30 seconds. I know. I like to hear the horn, so I know it's my turn. I wanted to call attention to, one, uh, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, who is not only a Super Bowl winner, Regan, and a Super Bowl MVP winner. He is the NFL MVP, but he also won Celebrity Jeopardy last night. So not only is he great on the field, he's awesome off the field. His girlfriend's not too bad looking either. So I think you should tell Peyton Manning he should try to model himself after Aaron Rodgers. How about that? <laughs> I was waiting for the horn to see if you could have any bigger man crush on this guy or not. Holy cow. Come on, he's a football player. You were blushing the whole time you were talking about him. Hey, I wish we had video in here I right now. I support my star quarterback. I don't know about you. It, there was a definite man crushing going on there. Oh, you don't have a man crush on Peyton? Mm, no, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm pretty sure it was a bit of a man crush there. No, no, I'm a fan. First name, help me out. I don't know. I haven't really heard you talk about Peyton too much. I've seen a lot of pictures of you wearing a Peyton Manning jersey. Do you wear Aaron Rodgers jersey for games? I actually don't own one. I don't own, own an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Do you that? own a Packers jersey? Of course. Okay. Who is it? Bart Starr. Uh, Basically, what Heath just said is he's being a little cheap and a little no, squeaky when he walks. He's got, he's got alligator arms. He can't reach his wallet. I'm a very in unique individual. Everyone, every Packers fan has an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Not every Packers fan has a Bart Starr jersey. Fair enough. I don't even know who Bart Starr is. So he went to Alabama. He won Super Bowl one and two for the Green Bay Packers. Well, there you go. You are just. He's also a Packers coach. In the you 80s. are just the. I mean, the most creative guy. No, Heath White. There he is. He doesn't know anything about his team because he hasn't liked them that long. <laughs> Fair enough. I haven't liked them as long as you've liked the Packers. I'll True. admit to that. I'll, I'll openly admit to that. Well. All right, we just want to remind everyone that Junior Motorsports Fan Day is next week. Regan, you're going to be here signing autographs. We will. Absolutely. Going to have myself, Kevin Harvick, Josh Berry, uh, Ben Rhodes, Chase Elliott, Dale Jr. Lots of us here. Everybody, everybody's going to be here. And that's going to be uh, – and in addition to the autograph session, we're going to have um, – Cole Custer. Forgot Cole, Cole be here. Yep. You're going to have uh, some giveaways, partner displays. There's going to be a huge Earnhardt Outdoors Activity Center up here in the field. Also be sure we – may bring some fans into the studio. This will be the highlight of the fan days, actually coming into the studio and, and chatting with myself, Heath, and first name. I yeah. think I think that is 
why else would you come I, other I than know. that? I mean, come on, you get to talk to first name. That's yes, incredible. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, be sure we'll have a secret. But our password can be uh, Scallywag. Yeah. Say Scallywag. That way we know you actually listen to the show, and maybe you'll be one of the ones we can pull in here. That's true. So make sure you're here on Thursday, May 21st, and Friday, May 22nd is the autograph session. That's when we're probably going to be in the studio. And then uh, if you want to get in here and chit-chat with Regan, Scallywag is your word. All right. Well, we had another great show today. Appreciate Dale Jr. Uh, taking the time to come in and chat with us about the ownership side, Madden, everything else that we talked about, old school racing, a little bit of everything Star there. Uh, very, very cool to have him here. I know uh, his schedule is very, very busy, especially with it being Charlotte Race Week. So we appreciate that. And uh, looking forward to Iowa this weekend. We'll chat with you guys next week after, uh, after Iowa before Charlotte. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Race fans. Did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dale's today.